Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, never. And it's brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the number one Raiders fan forum. Uh, get online, get engaging, as well as the good people at Landspeed Records and, of course, our wonderful sponsors, Audio Technica. Mm, pretty, I'd say that the, I'd say the Greenhouse be pretty dubious of their sponsorship this week. Exceptionally <laughs> dubious. I'd be dubious. I was then. And, of course... We're joined by our special guest star all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America, Heather Locklear, Matt Hollywood-Levers. Hello, friends. I'm not in New Zealand, and it's good because we pumped them second half. Thank you very much, Corey. Had a wet night. It's happy to be here. Um, what a week. What a wonderful week, as they say on a different podcast. Um, hi, guys. Hello. I'd have to I'd have to listen to another podcast and I'd have oh, to it's Roy and HG. Really. What a week! What a week! What a wonderful week! Is... I actually I listened to them the other day. That was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. A great legend. That was very funny. Um, we got some now, news before we, do have we fly news. in. Uh, we do so... have some news. Was, did you think the game was ever in doubt, Matt, against the Warriors? I I was thinking about getting up and leaving after about fifteen minutes. You know, just true to form. I kept turning around just to check if he was still in his seat, Matthew. I did. Te- I did text Blake saying go home at like the third minute mark. But I also know that I, I did text our little group chat with all of our amazing contributors um, early, saying no, we got this. We'll score four tries in the second half. So I, I was pretty confident actually that we were going to. Yeah, outside. I mean, we'll do the full wrap up shortly. But outside of the first ten minutes, where we didn't have the ball at all, no, um, we were the better team. And you, at, at the ground, that I had was like, oh god, this is like everyone's worst fears are coming are coming true. We all kind of had thought that, oh, this is you know, we'll we'll beat the storm and we'll come here and lose to the to a terrible Warriors at home. And it, it looked like it was going to happen. But when you, I actually watched the replay. When you watch the replay outside of the first ten minutes, where we do not have the ball apart from mm. Nick Cottridge's dropping it and getting, or not dropping it, but getting forced back in goal and, and Savage dropping that bomb. Uh, we were the better team. And yeah, the, yeah. Apart from a few drops. Our intent wasn't great at the start, and, and yeah, we will get into it, our, but our intent wasn't great at the start. I think I text you as well saying this, this something's not right, like just our defensive intent in that, the very first set. Um, but from then on, it's one of the more complete games that we've played all season, actually, just by sticking mm. to our structure try not to play panic football even when things weren't going great and then you know knowing that we could roll over them in the end and and allowing our better players to do things that were pretty exceptional and no i'm i was really glad that the way that we played and we, we stuck to it and we, we the scoreline maybe even flattered the warriors in the end they didn't even get an hour half in the second half so. no no they didn't no that's and that's a point well made but before we get into that the warriors win let's look at the news Talk to Big Red. There's been a lot of questions about where he's at. He tells me he actually got sick and got pneumonia. Do you know what? And he's still coming back from that. I saw him on the sideline, and I almost did a double take because he looked as though... You know when you get really sick and yep. you lose about five five to ten kilos in a week? Yeah. He looked like that. He looked like he'd lost a lot of weight. He had, and he's still coming back from it. Because I was because I didn't even know what his injury was. And no, I he was, they said at the time when he was out that he had um, a virus, and they said it wasn't COVID. Uh, but that's why, yeah, I expected he would be appear somewhere in the team sheet well, this week. But no, he's, 
he's no, 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 he's still sick. He's medium still red. Yeah, very he's just medium red. red. He's a medium Sli- red. Slightly, a, slightly less large red. He's a Beaujolais. Your next um, bit of news? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he's he's still recovering. He won't be. A, he might be back in through Reggie's next week. Was what the indication I'd given, but he'll mm. be coming back on a, on a light run because he got really sick. Um, the other one, Harley Smith Shields was very positive because he'd done the injury so early in the season. He might get back for August. Um, talk to him prior match. No, no, he's gonna he's gonna take the whole season, do a proper preseason, and come back. Bigger, as better. will as will Hodge. Yeah. There's no miracle. Hod- no, there's no, no, no miracle. The Hodge can't possibly risk that. If he comes in, and does another one. Parramatta t- ties up his his contract. No, Hodge could come on. Hodge could come back, and he could play. That's that's not the thing. He risks his contracts going forward with Parramatta. He'd be out of his mind to do it. Yeah, I feel sad for um, Harley. You know, firstly, and then I feel I obviously feel sad for Harley just because he has the name Harley, but. Um, you look a bit you know, like someone you, who you, could be called Harley. You got a bit of a porn stash yeah, there, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, you can't see it, listeners, obviously. But but Matt, he's gone from the beard to just the uh, the mode. Super stash. He's, yeah, he's, maybe he's we'll do a screenshot and we'll post it. Just yeah, porn stash is what it is. Our three yeah. listeners. That's yeah. from uh, whatever that show's called. Orange is New Black. Yeah, That's yeah. a character. Hi, mum. Listeners. I, I do look. A, I do look a lot um, boogie nights at the moment. No, but I. I Tom Selleck. Uh, Tom Selleck's the one. His wife. Yeah, so Tom. He looks like Tom Selleck. That's what he looks like. He's he's one of those players that, days. as a Raiders fan, we've wanted to watch for so long, and then he showed some promise at the end of last year. And you know, like if you if you follow junior footy, Harley's one of those guys that has you know everyone in New South Wales rugby league has wanted to watch. He had so much promise coming through that he was really the one that um, in the now off season was was training the hardest. And if you listen to Soliola and Brett White, they'll say that he was he was the guy that they were most excited about, and he was the one that had the, the first centre position locked down. So it's been sad for him to chalk up a, a season without you know putting on the first grade jersey. But you know, hopefully with another off season behind him, he'll come back next year, and you know we'll hear more of Harley Smith Shields to Sammy Valamai. Try that's right. That sounds got, like New South Wales Cup, man. All you got to look at is Billy Smith now on his third ACL. And you don't oh, want that happen to Harley. Fella. Yeah, you don't. No. You just don't want to happen. You know, you're talking early '90s with that da- Parramatta player Dave Woods. You know, he was going to be anything. He ended up being nothing. Three ACLs, and that was it for him. You've got well, another. Hodge's got Hodge's got three. Yeah, but he's old. You know, yeah. so that's different. More news: Kelly Egan, the man that was brought in um, with with big raps to replace Peter Mulholland as, as head of recruitment. He's gone after only four months, and look, he said it's due to a change in personal circumstances and no hard feelings. So. We'll, we'll take that as we're being told, but it does seem odd that, yeah, he's been brought in and, and, and gone. Because junior recruitment, I mean, we're starting to see a lot of these guys that we've brought in, you know, Peter Mahone did an incredible job and, and signing good juniors from other clubs obviously is, you know, is is a way to, uh, to build a good team because, you know, it's easy to sign them when they're unheralded with whether it's a savage or whether it's a Trey Mooney or you know, mm. we've got some guys in that have had big raps mm. uh, and obviously we've got we want to keep on doing that moving forward so and the others you know guys like Schneider and Trevelyan and mm. we've, we've well, they're all my signings aren't they yeah. so this Egan brought in um, Chevy Stewart yeah that kid from Cronulla and there's another one so hopefully that you know they get a chance to maybe play you know, some senior grade footy next year whether it be New South Wales Cup and um you know, Kelly can go and have success somewhere else. I mean, big shoes to fill, right? Peter Mulholland. Oh, massive. His shadow looms large, and he's had an effect on so many clubs. So, mm. 
Um, he has. But you will be interested to see who's going to come in to fill that. Now, let, back to the um, the Warriors win. Look, oh, what, we've still got some more news to cover. What's the news? Ricky Stewart, um, grade three, celebration strain. Yeah. Two to two to four weeks. Did yeah. you see you see the footage of him holding around at training? <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely carrying that injury. The old the old man's curse is the calf injury. Um you look as though you've got a bit, bit of carrying a bit of injury yourself, yeah, Tim, no, based bit... on the based on the footage of you. We actually saw you on running across the field at full time from the stands and yeah it's I have a proud record of getting to more post match interviews than anyone else on ABC Radio Sport um, and that means yeah. you have to move move quick and when you get get into your second you get in the second half of the century and you get a few more kilos on sometimes moving that around looks a bit different yeah, you don't lift the knees you just, you just quickly was, shuffle the hips it's, it's the Cliff Young shuffle I was, I was surprised no one had brought it up yet but I have to bring it up myself it's the Cliff Young shuffle it, it looked like Mr Bean to me <laughs> it was good thing, the good it thing was brilliant. Did. It was it was behind Jack Whiten in the Foxtel coverage. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, you're glad to know I got five uh, interviews post match, and most of them were pretty good too. Well done, so. well done. Good, good work. And good that's work. because I moved like that. Okay. Yeah. More, more news. More Get news. The job in, done. in in the rumor section. This is sort of in the uh, rumors. Yeah, you know, the mole sort of area. Mm-hmm. We linked with Jake Connor from the from uh, the Super League mm. fullback. Um, great. Uh, Great sort of creator of of, of, of tries, and um, it looks as though it's completely gone cold. The Canberra Times saying the Raiders have dropped off that one completely. Yeah, the the the, the mail I have from inside the club was yeah they'd gone cold on that one. Um, not quite sure why I didn't really get into that in any great depth, but yeah, that's uh, I can confirm. You'd have that. to think that some because I sort of when we you know released CNK, I thought well there's got to be I don't think they're going to still ready to put all their eggs in the savage basket. I thought there'd have to be some other potential fullback coming in well, squad in some I, way. I think they know that um, Javier is going to take a little while before he gets to... I mean, what Ricky said in the press conference when they were saying it was his injury, so, you know, he's just 19. And that's about saying it takes a while to learn how to take a knock in a match. He wasn't saying he was soft. It says it takes a while It was a bit weird. That, I thought it was a bit weird, that comment. That's what he meant. Because... It meant it takes a little while to figure out how to take a knock and get up from it and run him off. When you're younger, yeah. it's harder. Um, and and he also said never... that it's the hardest position on the football field. Yeah, that's Which, right. But he, if you, you know. actually were at the ground, you'd see that, like, Savage, so with about 20 to go, he start, he got, there was one tackle, he got crunched. Yeah. And then he was limping around and hobbling around. And had there been a, a, a CNK off the, on the bench, he undoubtedly would have come off. But, yeah, I think it was good that he did tough it out. Because he, he was hobbling around in the backfield. Whenever he needed to chime in or he do did. something. And he got the pass away to Seb Chris for yeah. that try, you know. And that was in the hobbling stage. So he did a good job. But I think you're looking, um, one of the other thing was, that ball, and fortunately we won, so it didn't come up as an issue. And Ricky said in the thing, he's laughing about it now. That ball came directly off Javier's head. It did not touch his hands. Um, and then Fogarty jumping on top of it, front of it, was play on. The only issue you actually had was, was offside, he though. was offside. It, it, was, wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't Fogarty, it, it, it was Hopper. It was Hopper. So it was either... It so it was, could have been a penalty. Was off, it, it, was, it should yeah. have been a penalty. It shouldn't have been a knock-on. And and I guess that played out in our favour. The other thing I'd say about that bomb as well, and I watched it again on the replay. It looks big on the replay. When you're at the ground, that was as big a bomb as the one that he dropped as I've seen at Bruce Stadium. Probably the only one I reckon I've seen that was bigger would have been about... Greg Inglis put one up when he was at the Storm when he was a kid. He put up an absolute monster um, bomb, and it was it was on par with that. It's quite interesting. We got there a bit earlier, and we watched um, the warm-up, and um, Brees Walsh has actually got a massive bomb on him as well. Mm-hmm. And Arcee had, had put up those huge bombs. It was, um, 
I think that was a bit of in the match too when Arcee actually went off and he left. Any, I'd been putting it down to Sean Johnson and how well they've been doing. And once Arcee went off, um, they really looked confused from that point. From the rest of the game, they looked confused. And I was interested that Reese Walsh didn't come on at that point, and Harris defeated didn't go into five eight. It was I, I'd never I didn't quite understand what they were doing, but I was pleased they did it. Um, but I thought in that match, there were some moments in that match where it was a comeback. Jack's first forty twenty. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, we were back in it with that, and it was a great kick. It wasn't actually 40-20 because the, the winger touched knocked it. knocked it in, but it had the same effect. But it had the same Well, yeah. we couldn't take a quick tap, but um, uh, it wasn't the 40-20. Um, Hopper did a couple of hard runs out of the back. You, you were absolutely bang on right. Without Rapa coming out with those hard, dirty carries, we really lose a lot. But Albert Hopperwade did a couple that were really, really good. Um, really good dirty He had a carries. great game. Yeah. Great. And the other he, thing was when um, they back in the game, when Sean Johnson kept on doing the short kicks, whether they be dropouts or um, kickoffs, yeah. Hopperwade leapt up and caught them with ease every single every time. Every single and time. And it got to the point that at the end they went, okay, well, we're sick of doing the short dropout. Went Sean to the Johnson. other way. Yeah, they got results to kick the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and then went out, yeah. yeah went out the full. <laughs> and that was great. And so the Hopper arrives. I think he's arrived. I asked Ricky in the press conference, how do you leave him out? And he said, no, we'll be playing next week. Well, we'll of course he's playing next week because well, the, nah but of course he's playing next week because Ruppin is still out he's yeah, suspended for two bit. weeks the interesting one I think if if Hopper has another good game against the Titans this weekend and Nick Cottridge who I don't know there's something wrong with that guy I don't know what it is yeah, is he carrying an injury is he just got a broken no. heart who knows what's 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 his issue but like he's not performing you know you're paying a guy that sort of money on the wing you really got to question the wisdom like you know, is do you should you be paying overs for someone to play on the wing who's going to make six runs for like seventy meters or whatever he does? Yeah. Do you know he didn't make a single tackle in that game? I did notice. You but said, he missed. You shared that all with <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, but he missed. He he had one opportunity to make a tackle and he missed. He made zero tackles for one missed tackle. <laughs> I, I, look, one six of, or seven runs. It's just not good enough, man. And, and one of this the things is a point learned. like why you don't overpay for wingers no, because there's these good young guys, hungry guys like your Hoppers, like your James Schillers, who'll come in. They yeah. may not have the body, the physiques of Nick Cottridge, but they'll make up for it through heart and effort. Yeah, I agree with that. But look, there's one thing I've learned the hard way as a, a rugby league uh, journalist and, and person who tries to interview coach staff full time. If you come out to Des or Ricky or Craig and start asking them about hard questions about why their site sucked in that match, they will shut down. They won't say a damn thing to you. And you always come up and you say something positive. Even if they got belted, if you can find a positive thing to say, they're talking to you because that's how they want. They want to say they're just their boys. They're, they're linked to it. The glee you take in pointing out the shit rather than the good stuff sometimes, I mean, I, I'm beginning a lot of texters. And in those mm-hmm. texts, they've been pointing out, you know, is Blake actually a, a Raiders supporter? Is he seems to like just bagging us out all the time. Who am I bagging? No, but it's one of those. It's one of those things. I guess the fans midweek on a podcast. You want to be able to ask some questions, think about what some of the opportunities are, and we're not. We don't necessarily get to see behind the curtains, so we don't know what's going on. And there's a lot of selections, I guess, in this side that we all speculate and talk about, whether it's Whitehead or some of the wingers and stuff like that. And and it's 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 good to see Hopper Whitey get his shot. He's been around the club for a long time and he, he had a great game, you know, and defensively too, there was a couple of shots where they took down our right side early in the half and mm-hmm. and he, he defended really well outside really Tomoko. Um, but no, Kotrich is, is, he's a bit hot and cold, isn't he? He has one good game, one bad game, one good game, yeah. one bad game, and it's... He's had more bad games than good games. This year. He's had a couple of good games, but mostly... I can't remember the last game. Like, in his first stint when he was with us, like 2018, 2019, I remember games where he made the difference, where there was a Parramatta game where he made a fantastic... Ran crossfield and then 
all of a sudden straighten up, went through, and on the back. I remember that we would. Oh, his first his first year, twenty eighteen was unbelievable. There was he didn't make an error for like no. the pretty much the whole the whole year. He, he needs to return that ball with all the vigor that that massive chest of his can actually contain in it. Well, one of the th- reasons, like last year in twenty twenty, when we were struggling at, at in twenty twenty one, sorry, when we were struggling at various points, we were saying we really miss. Nick Cottridge yeah. and his and his meters. And his well, he's too. come back. He's come back to the side, and he hasn't delivered that no, at all. No, that's right. And and it, it, it's there. But you know, the other thing. So Hopper's performance, Jack's forty twenties. But the other bit was when CHN came on the field. The instant CHN came on the field, the side looked different. He just brought an energy. He brought um, physicality. Um, well, a right a right side attack completely changes because poor old Whitehead. You know, he's not going to go through a gap. No, you know, he, he did offers, try. Yeah, he did try and got absolutely nowhere. He offers now, at this point, he offers basically nothing in attack. Mm. So that then suddenly the options, you know, that Fogarty has to take and Tomoko have to take suddenly uh, close up. And when CHN is over there, not only is CHN threatening, he makes the other guys, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, he creates space behind him. So he can run that inside line. He can run that beautiful into-out line, which he did. Fogarty held that soft pass, hit him on the outside shoulder, yeah, which is a great, a great as a great try. And then you can run that inside line where they can pivot off. So if he can turn, they can create that offload, which mm. gives and and, and and we're seeing it clearly. It gives um, Savage more space out the back. Yep. You know, we scored we scored um, three tries down that side. Yeah, no, and, and we, that's normally been our weak side, the right side, where we haven't been scoring points. But here's a hypothetical for you, right? Points in our Just say half. Elliot Whitehead stays on the field. We don't have Corey Hardaway and Nida on the field and we have say CNK as the, the standard Ricky outside back on the bench. Do we go on to win that game in the second half? I don't think so. I think that if, if CHN doesn't come on the field, we don't win that match. I don't know. Jack really rose and I think again Jamal Fogarty looked what do you, better what do you think, again. Man? Yeah, but he looks better when CHN's outside him. When he, when there's someone that's a threat outside him, that puts the defence in two minds. Yeah, maybe. What do you think? I don't know. I'd, I'd be worried that... Um... Those games that we look like we're going to win, we're dominating possession, which we were from the nine and a half minute when they'd scored two tries on. If, if things don't start to fall our way, that second half could have easily fallen into what happened in Brisbane, I guess. Yeah. We were way on top of the Broncos. Suddenly, you know, Starling drops one and then somebody else drops one. And then we're playing panicked football with 30 minutes to go. Yeah. Um, the best thing about this game for me is it, we didn't, panic even when we were down by two tries it was so great to score that that hopper try early in the second half but mm. we just stayed to our structures we just applied pressure and we just put the squeeze on and we knew that we could get over them rather than start throwing the ball around like crazy guys and and you know that's a massive difference from that game against the broncos where mm. we dominated that side and yet we i remember watching us and there was 25 minutes to go in brisbane and we were playing like there was two minutes to go so yeah. Um, Hadawit and Ira offers a big point of difference. I'd be nervous keeping him off the field as long as we did. You know, I'd love to see him start on an edge and then potentially Whitehead and Adam Elliott kind of roll through 13 in a different yeah. way. You know, like you start with uh, Whitehead, Elliott comes on after 20 minutes because Whitehead obviously offers a lot with leadership. He does a lot in defense, but he, he does just look gassed after. Mm. And, and, and he was gassed. He'll tell yeah. you that himself. And also, like the problem with that lateral, you know, defense on the line. But one of the other good things to come out of that match was there was no injuries. I can't remember the last time that happened. 
yeah. I, I literally it's, can't. It's, it's, it's interesting looking at... I saw a thing on the... Um, how many injuries each... Long-term injuries each team has yep. has suffered um, for the season. And um, we're sort of mid, mid-table. mid Yeah. The most affected team is... The Roosters? No, nah, it's a Storm. Oh, yeah, Storm. Right. But you know who the we least were... least affected team is? Titans. The Titans. And they're down the very bottom. They don't have also, four it was, major injuries. It was they're not up until a certain point. I... Yeah. I um watching that game on the weekend. I, I it's hard to sort of pick a, a best on ground, I guess. But Fogarty was great, right? Like yeah. that's one of the things that I was. And the, and then the way that we were when we were up at the end, the way that he just rolled the ball into the in goal again yeah. and again. His kicking game. Again. His kicking game. The last two weeks, we didn't really talk about it after the storm mm-hmm. win, but he was actually putting up some pretty good bombs mm-hmm. uh, against the storm. And he did a couple. He actually did. I like he, his ground kicks. But no, he did. Because, you know, we were saying a few weeks ago that he was kind of doing those terrible midfield bombs and Matt mm-hmm. saying that's because he's going for the, you know, the Burton-esque mm-hmm. bomb. He pulled off a couple of those really good ones mm. on no, the weekend. I was, really, I was really impressed with his kicking game. I, Him and Jack I, are also combining where they're both playing first and second receiver. So there'll be times down the left-hand side where Fogarty will be linking outside of Jack. So that, that shows you that they're talking a lot in yeah. attack. Yeah. So he's not just playing left and right. He's actually linking up both. It, uh, there's there's a lot of really really good signs there. And Savage, another game that's one of the. It's probably the most consistent game Savage has played for us. Yep. No mistakes. Agreed. You know, like he, he didn't do anything flash. Although that that was an that try that we scored that first one, Chris's try, that was an incredible try. We played up tempo, quick speed. It was just, you know, they were they were offside the whole time. Yeah. And. Um, we just rolled through them and, and we stayed to our structure. And Savage is Savage is giving early balls to Moko. He's, he, you know, he's learning how to play around the ruck because it's not easy, you know, obviously. But he already looks, I think he already looks better, like with that sort of linking play than CNK ever did. CNK never quite, like, he, sometimes you do it and never quite looked natural. No, I agree. With, I with Savage totally agree with smooth. that. It absolutely looked clunky. But I still know if a player's got through our line and it's one-on-one versus Savage or one-on-one versus C&K, who I'm putting my money on to take that tackle. Yeah. You know? and, and it doesn't matter who's got through. C&K is at least a 50% chance of bringing anybody down. And that's that's his value. Um, and the outpouring of people when he after he played Reggie's of calling out for him and wishing him love was massive. For a player who just said he's leaving, the love for him is massive. Um, I was going to... It was very hard to give the Raiders view with Blake and the Pork land speed records uh, $20 man of the match voucher out this week. I was leaning towards Jack. Yeah, I'll back you on that one. I'll yeah, I think I think I mean, Tarpany great again. You know, he was great. But, um, Elliot was good again. I thought Hopawade was worth a mention. I yeah, think Fogarty was worth a mention. I think CHN was worth a mention. I think those those are really the ones. Look, and it was nice to see Papa had a solid match. Yeah, no, but he was solid. And the interleaving of passing, there was one break where we should have scored and didn't. Tarpany to Papa back into Elliot. That was a plan. Yeah, that was great. Beautiful. That's what I'm saying. The first half wasn't as bad. Like as kind of you think because like we went so close to scoring on about three occasions yeah, yeah. where we were literally and give some credit to the Warriors um, goal on defence because they oh, were yeah. really committed in the first half more oh, so look, than we, we thought they would be Wade Egan in the last 10 minutes of that first half was absolutely brilliant he was not, never on side he was never square and he never got pulled up for it the he's, instant, a sm- he's, a, he's a crafty player that guy he man he really was good he had Sean Pitts Patrick written all over him he was a good sheet like a good solid sheet he did it really well I was watching him thinking god you've been offside the entire time and yet you've stopped it and got away with it make no and mistake also, in the it, second half five minutes in 
and uh, he gets his ribs introduced to his uh, rib cage by um, Tarpanay. And all of a sudden, he lost effect in the match. He was, yeah, he, man. He was still there, but he lost his effectiveness. Mm. I remember saying to you guys on that group chat, like, we've got to shut him down because he, he was going off the ruck. He was going right and passing left, mm. going left and passing right. He was just doing this little subtle stuff to create a bit more space around the ruck. And that was the only way that they could probably hang with us when we started to get through them in the middle. And um, then to so, watch Starling, had a Starling, I know we asked for him to lift. He had a great game he when had he a came great on. Game. He really did. Yeah, so there's a lot of really good positive signs. So and It wasn't um, uh, Tarpanay that got his ribs. It was Gula, who also had a good... Oh, yeah, Emre, Emre Gula, great again. Great again. Big metres again, ran for like the second most after Tarpany. And um, the great thing to see about him is two weeks in a row, zero errors. Because, I mean, at the start of the year, the thing that frustrated us was, you know, he'd get up and fumble the player ball mm. at least once every game. Uh, the way once, the yeah. way he's running into the line now with vigor, he's clearly been told, dude. Well, he said he bend, it, bend that line. He did the he rocked up for one of the you know the interviews after training um, earlier in the week, and uh, he said, look, he was told what he had to go to work on in New South Wales Cup, and he's he's done it, and he's come back, and he's better for it, and maybe maybe Nick Cottridge needs to go back to New South Wales Cup and uh, work on a few things as well. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. Um, I'll tell you who what is a bad idea, and that's Danny Stewart. It's no Danny Stewart this week. Where's Danny he, Stewart? He just sent me a message. I, I don't. Know, he's, I think. I think he's. You know. I think he's probably a bit upset that um, you were the first person Ricky told that he was extending his deal, and Danny had to hear it from you. So, oh, well, that's just the way sulking. things go. That's, that, that's just the way things go. Look, and and talking about things with the club, like I I, I fought hard to get you as my plus one for the Meninga medal, but they weren't having any of it well, because this was, this was they don't be... like you. They said they said that I could bring Heather with me. That's who they wanted my plus one to be. I said it'll be difficult because he's in the west coast of the United States, but I'll tell him. I'm I'm just glad I'm just glad that that the squeaky wheel. I mean, I've you know, if there's something's good that's come out of this podcast, then finally you finally got a Guernsey at one of these things, uh-huh. because you know you got snubbed from the uh, opening of the Canberra Centre. Yep. You got snubbed from the 40th year anniversary. Certainly did. Absolutely. And you did. finally you finally you finally getting a run at the Malmeninga Medal. I mean, I expect you probably will be at the table, in the back. Yeah, but they explained that the they toilet. said they said we would have next to the toilet next to the DJ. Eating the free food, yeah, and the drink. Um, but they said, look, they would have Sharing invited the me table. those things, except that they can't stand you. So Yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. Sharing the table... Well, you keep telling yourself that, Blarko. You keep telling yourself that. Sharing the table with um, Victor the Viking and probably Simon Simon the Raiders drummer. I will be absolutely honoured to share the table with Tony. <laughs> when, is the, when is the Meninga medal? When, uh, I believe I'll, it's I'll, the 12th of September. I'll get in touch well, with Benny Pollock. 12th of September... I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll get two. I'll get two tickets for me and Blake. Table one down the front. <laughs> yeah, right, you, you go, we'll you know. yell at, "Hey, Paul!" I'll, I'll just go around and make sure all the players know exactly who's on that table, and and say, "Yeah, yeah go talk to Matthew if you want." But that's the guy who said this about you, and that's the guy who said this about you, and that's a, what are you yeah. talking about? I love everyone in the club. No, not you. I'm talking about Blake. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what, though. You know, like there is something that made me a little bit angry. Um, in fact, you might say, "Ground my gears." You know what really grinds my gears? I was looking at this thing the other day. No, you're supposed to say, do you know what grinds my, grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Um, fuel prices? Yeah, that <laughs> does. You're right. That absolutely grinds my gears. The price of broccoli is also like, my goodness gracious me. That I mean, it's like hold a gun to my head while I pay that. It makes it easier to do. Um, no, but in this instance, they, they put up the stat the other day about the teams and their success with captains' challenges. I can't remember who was on the top. They were doing it. That's oh, the Roosters. Yeah, it was roosters the Roosters. Getting like 67% right. Second to the bottom. 
second to the bottom. I'm surprised we're not bottom. Yeah, it's it just like, what are we? What are we? I mean, the, the, the West Tigers losing that match was because North Queensland still had their challenge up their sleeve. They hadn't used it, so they used the challenge, and there was enough in the bloody replay for that, that penalty to be awarded. We've never had the sense with our challenges to have them around. If well, we'd had yes, one we at the end of the bloody Dragons match, we might have been able to yes, use it. Yes, but luckily we had one uh, at the end of the game against the Storm. Otherwise, we would have been the Klein. You know, no one was talking about... We were the only ones talking about what an idiot... Ashley Klein was a week ago yeah. after that Storm game and after he tried to buddy give the game to the Storm. Oh, okay. We did in that instance. But then and we they, were luckily, they had luckily we had the goal challenge. or they had they had one play left. Yeah, no, that they would have kicked for goal and would have gone golden point and then no, we would have lost. We were four points in front. The Storm? Yeah. We won by four points, didn't we? Yeah, we're up. They 2016. 2016, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. we were up by four yeah. points. But so, still, it, it would have given them a chance. Anyway, all. but it grinds my gears that we're so shit at captain's challenges. Please, people, go and fucking go I mean, away as, and so figure out how they're used. Look at the people who've used them. Figure out what they use them for and what they don't use them for. Yeah, so our stat's like 37% or something like that. Oh. What I'd like to know, what's Rapper's stat? 10%. He got one right, didn't he? He got one right. And that was the one where I was in the crowd next to you screaming, don't do it, it's wrong, and it turned out to be right. It's the Rapper rule. Any yeah, slightly rapper. I don't know. Anyway, grinds my gears. You know what else pisses me off? It's the shark and he's back. All right, what's up? Sharky's back. I'm back from America. I feel really good. Uh, you're back from the freest, greatest nation on earth. I brought a bunch of guns with me, so do not mess with me. Okay? Uh, I'm not talking about the Raiders this week. Uh, you know, yeah, it was great to see him do something in the second half. Whatever. Tip of the hat to the boys. Uh, I am going to talk about this Manly jersey kerfuffle, all right? Now, I got to hand it to Manly. It's good. It's great to see them do something like this, you know, it's to, you know, slap the rainbow on your jersey. It's, it's very, it's very brave, but, you know, you still have your players revolting against this because, you know, I don't know, nobody was consulted and you just did it. And, you know, you got some different cultures in that locker room. I think there's a way to maybe alleviate some of these things. And it's not just to tokenize the situation by slapping a rainbow on a jersey or some indigenous artwork on a jersey. How about this? Why don't you hire people from marginalized communities? Yeah. Put people in your building and pay them from the LGBTQIA community. Yep, I remembered all of them. All right, yeah, and hire more indigenous people. I don't know, hire, I don't know, uh, women, those weirdos. Ooh. You know, get these people in the workplace. You can't just slap a thing on a jersey and pat yourself on the back and, yep, that's it. We've solved xenophobia. We've done it. You think these players are going to feel emboldened to revolt against this if they, I don't know, work with people that are different from them and see different perspectives? You know, that's how you solve this shit. All right? It doesn't make you a good. You think Amazon, if they put a rainbow on a box, are they good guys now? No. All right? You got to go and put your money where your mouth is. All right? So, again, tip of the hat to Manly, but I want to see all these teams, every one of them, going a little bit further. Diversify your workplace. Then you won't see shit like this happen with players, okay? Now, remember, I love every one of you out there. We need more love in this world, all right? And the Raiders are going to win this weekend by 57. Slap that on a shirt, Blake. All right? See how you like that one. All right? Now, everyone go out there, give each other a hug, don't be assholes, and go, you green things. Oh, I missed him. I watched the game with the shark. Yeah. 
Yeah, how was that? Did he yeah, shiv anyone? It was good, anyone? but he didn't. He didn't bring his ass clown beanie. But there was there was a gathering of of ass clown beanies at that game uh, on the weekend. Matthew, uh, there was there was me and my my friend Al had ours, and then Dennis, Dave, and his brother. I saw them. They were both wearing their ass clown beanies. And um, the youngest listener of the show, Henry Carpetis, was there. He oh, had his ass, he had his ass clown beanie in his bag, but he didn't want to put it on because he was worried they might get in trouble from the police because he heard the story about Matt getting stopped Me at by, the airport. Uh, by security. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was too worried. But I've got got a bit of a plan before the season's out now. It could be the um, the Manly game coming up when um, Lord Funkington oh, yes. informs us he might be coming coming to the stadium. Gracing we, us with we his could, presence. We could have, prior to the game, this is my vision, the gathering of the arse clowns. The, Probably the, the arse clown. Can, arse clown section. Bay yeah. 13. <laughs> the gathering of the, the ass. That, that's section. not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. And talking about ass clowns, it's time for Ass Clown of the Week. <laughs> and of course, this comes to you from, uh, it's proudly sponsored by Raiders Plumbing, because if you want ass, you want ass crack. And if you want ass crack, you got to go to Raiders Plumbing. You just got to, one way or another. Uh, look, I'm going to go with my Ass Clown of the Week. I, I'm, I'm going with. You know, I'd originally written down that I was going to go with uh, Ash Klein, but I'm actually going to go with Graham Annesley because his explanation was, like, hilariously bad. It was even bad by his standards. The weird thing about all all, the, all this stuff that's come out with the Ashley Klein stuff, and, you know, he, he was he was terrible in that game that he refereed for us against the Storm. Hmm. He also was pretty bad in, in the game that he was the on-field ref, the Cronulla Panthers one. I mean, there was that try that was awarded uh, to Matt Moylan. Moylan. That wasn't a try. There was the shoulder charge that they missed. Well, Grant Atkins was video ref. He was pretty bad in the game as well. The um, kick-out shoulder charge, they missed that. And then the um, Finucan one. Mm. I mean, the people yeah. say, well, it's a head clash. It's accidental. If you come flying out of the line that recklessly that you're going to smash your head into someone, I'm sorry. But you mm. can't just say that's an accident. Oh, Shades of Richard Villasante against Freddie Fittler in 2002. Well, that, was, that, was a, that was a headbutt on the ground. It was more James Graham on, on Sam Burge. On, on Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess. Yeah. But yeah, the thing about people go, that's an accident, that's an accident. James Graham did that a whole bunch of times. Whole bunch of times. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was entirely entirely accidental. Once more, we'd like to remind you that we here at Blake and the Pork don't necessarily agree with the things that Blake says. I do. <laughs> but um, no, you're right. You have, as a defender, you have a duty of care. And if you're running up at that speed, well then, contact's contact. High contact, head contact, regardless of whether yeah. it's intent or not you know you can't regardless of whether it's on Stephen Crichton yeah well you can't you can't prove intent half the time you no. know and to me that was it wasn't just dangerous contact it was also careless it and reckless. it was also reckless you know so I think I do uh, I don't know the difference between careless reckless and I know, careless means you might not have meant to do it reckless means you didn't care that you might have done it right and intentional means you intentional means oh yeah, yeah you less boyed at that no one's even, so no who's one's your who's your ask land of the week Matthew uh, mine's uh, Klein as well, I guess, because of what he's done, and Anna's Lee because of the situation and the platform that they've done. They've undermined everyone, but it's also Paul Kent. I, I got to say, yeah, like, he's. I'm a, bit, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a Paul Kent fan, um, mm-hmm. just because he seems to kind of have an opinion and talk common sense with some issues. But this this week, he's. I don't know whether he's jumped the shark, but he seems to. Well, whoever he's, he's. Um, Grinding he's been hanging out in the um in the the Daily Telegraph newsroom. Mm. Oh mate, like with his, with his, his extreme right wing reviews. I know, like him him trying to prove that the the last second call against the Tigers was valid. It was just ridiculous. That was that was <sighs> Look, never a penalty, and it's it's the it's issue just... there was the Tigers player did run a line, 
I don't believe they had their eyes on him, but did run a line. What I'll also tell you is what I'll also tell you is felt played for the penalty, absolutely played yeah, for it. That felt was never going to get near the ball, and yeah, those were the I'm other two things. It's it's what Wednesday in Australia right now. So we all know we all know everybody's comments, and but the one thing that I haven't heard is, you know, and think about it: if you're feeling on the boundary line as a cricketer, you don't always run to exactly where the ball is going to land. You yeah. run to the flight of the path, and then you try and judge the apex of the of the ball, and then you get to where you think it's going to land. And that's all that the player was doing. He was running in, trying to watch the ball. Then he no, he's never running just ball. You're allowed, but you're allowed to have blockers. Yeah, and you're, you're allowed to have escorts. Yep. Yeah, they're just not ridiculous. allowed to take the people. Like you're allowed when they take a kick, defensive players are allowed to position themselves. Mm. You know. So Kent, Kent, I did, think Kent defending that decision. No, nah, of course it wasn't. And Kent defending that decision, and then going on. In the same three sixty episode who's... to defend to defend the manly players is yeah. just I don't know it's it's putrid to be honest. Who so thinks? He's mine. Who thinks Ashley Klein is a good like I've known that he's been a terrible Ricky Stewart's known he's been a terrible ref for twelve years. Like mm-hmm. when State of Origin one started and I saw Ashley Klein was the referee, I was just like, it was like one of those moments you know where like a beautiful mind or something, all these symbols start swirling around your head. I was like, has someone decided? That Ashley Klein is the best referee in the game. Do you know what Ashley Klein isn't? Toxic. Well, who cares? I don't care. I Henry, think the referees Henry, do care because Henry, he's not toxic, and there are other Henry referees. Henry Perinera is a good bloke, but he was Great a terrible, bloke. incompetent referee, and he had to be driven out of the game. He did, and and people with microphones had to mount, main, mount a campaign to drive him out of the game. Ashley Klein needs to be driven out of the game. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible, and they'll bring him back, you know, as a video ref next week. And the week after, they'll put him on some game that has no, you know, implications to the finals. That's probably on not on Channel Nine. And yeah, okay. So who do they bring up as their number one ref now? If it's not Ashley Klein, who do you want as the number one ref? Because that's who they've got at the moment, for right or for wrong. What I do know, I thought it was going to be Grant Atkins, but he seems to have he's he's dropped off. And I'm I'm friendly with Grant, and I like him a great deal, but his form has dropped right off. The number one ref for mine at the moment is Adam G. Yeah. He's the person I, I trust the most to, to control the game. And the up-and-comer is Paul Goff. And I know we weren't happy with him at the, the Dragons match, but I still think he's the one that's coming up. And Todd Smith, after a really rough start, has improved. Is he the redhead dude? Yeah. yeah right. He's improved a great deal after a rough start. But at the moment, the thing is, you will note that Jerry Sutton is not the number one ref. Um, I think Ashley Klein is a compromise candidate in that in that room, perhaps. That's that's my think, not my no. But one thing I do know is Ash is a really good bloke. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's, uh, no, it's, no, I'm not, I'm not excusing I'm, the it's call. I'm saying it's irrelevant that he's as all. If it had happened with other ones who I think are complete turds, I'd be laying the boot in. But he has the saving grace. At least he's a decent human. It's irrelevant. Okay, so my ask clown of the week. I'm going. <laughs> Kevin, the proctor, the proctologist proctor. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously vaping. I mean, who cares really? But the guys, the guys in our client. I actually read an interesting report though on the internet that the Cambridges might be looking at um, bringing him in for the rest of the season. That'd be did fantastic. You, did, did you see that? Did you see that on the internet? Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> there was a commenter on the greenhouse, I believe, brought it up. Thought it would be good. Ricky, um, fin- Ricky finally gets his man seven years later. I do find it very interesting though that they got rid of him for ba- vaping in half time and not for you know fondling. Um, Rappiner's bollocks. That's his best mate, Rappiner. That's why he might come to the Raiders because they're best mates. But oh, good. Watch That's this just face. what we need. Watch this face. We just I mean, need... He really a is. A person who can't make the first 17 for the Titans, is that really something he, we Well, he's, he's 
like he's done absolutely nothing. He's been in the Titans for five years, and he's like done absolutely nothing for the for the money that he's been on there. It's like who's the most terrible signing in the Titans history? It's it's a long list. Ooh, Shannon long. Boyd, Al Shannon Boyd, yeah. Jared Hayne. David, 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 oh, Jared, Jared, Hayne. Jared Hayne's up there. Crowds. He justifies money. He crowds. Uh, no, Shannon Boyd for the amount of money that he was on. There's been there's been many many. And it the was, Titans, you've got to like. I don't want to say this person's an ass clown, but you've got to look at sort of who's sort of responsible for you know recruitment performance. I and, don't and, even go here. And, and, no, and, move and, on. And move on. Don't move on. And culture. Move on. I don't. I don't even want to be sitting. Is, I don't is, want to be sitting next to someone who does that. How is this? Is why Croatians the, have had fights with Serbians and <laughs> how's the culture? hundreds of years? How's Jeez, the culture of the Titans? How's the culture of the Titans? I'm just saying, there's a guy there's getting paid a lot of money to do a job, and like, if his two criteria he's supposed to meet is, is performance and culture. Well, performance they're coming last, and culture your captain's buddy vaping at half time, and then who cares if he's vaping at half time? The thing about all these things is, don't self-report. Like, no one would even know that he vaped at, at half time if he wasn't so stupid as to post it on his own Instagram account. Yeah, well, we've got a couple of those at our club, some Instagram, TikTok accounts that. Got our players in trouble. Okay, in the okay, class okay, too. okay. You're a disgrace. You're an absolute <laughs> disgrace. You, you make me physically ill. Right. What's Kevin Proctor? Why am I disgraced? Because Kevin Proctor is posting <laughs> a thing of himself vaping. Why no, does that make me- it, Because of what you're insinuating, you know what you're insinuating. I'm not even going to bring it up. But if Ricky was here, I know what he'd bloody say to you. I know what he'd say to you. Do you know one of my things that I guess um, is a bit of an ass clown? I, I, I don't have the rundown because my phone just died. But this whole. Um, Going loaning. into the team list. This, no, yeah, but this whole loaning transfer thing, Nofaluma just today got announced um, to go to the Storm. How How is a club who's out of contention, one of their best players, going to a top eight side with only five rounds to go? I, I mean, I, I get he's it when it's a... Ha- yeah, he's out, he's out he's of out favour. Of seven, he's out he's of favour. He's not playing. Since um, Madge got sacked, he's, he hasn't... and Which which is bizarre, because he's, you know, he's on big money at the West Tigers. And, you know, we were after him, apparently, in the yeah. past, years ago. But... um. Yeah, he'll do last, well at the storm. Last three or four, yeah, of course he will. Last three or four years, he's been the West Tigers' best player. I know that, but like, say for instance, Gold Coast can't make the eight. Tino and Dave, David Fafita's on a huge wicket, so David yeah. Fafita could leave for the next five here's, weeks. Here's a hypothetical for you, Matt. Who would you go to? Our... Could pick up if we could pick someone up from a team that's out of contention. Who would who would you pick up, Matt Burton? No, I'd pick up. Um, I'd pick up Tino. Yeah. Ali. yeah. For a team that's to... out of contention, I'd go Alexander yep. Brimson. Really? And play him at fullback? I don't know where I'd play him. I'd have him in the side, though. He, the guy's yeah, yeah. It'd be tough to well, pick a could... spine player, but I'd pick Tino. I'll tell you, sure. I'll tell you who would, who'd pick, but he's he's out now with concussion. Kalen Ponga. What about yeah, just a free-for-all? Every, every team can just pick <laughs> one team from... Well, I used to have this idea for like a wild card entry to the... Um, to the finals, and you could have this next year with with seventeen teams. Is you just have one team in the finals? That's because when you think about it, like half the supporters of the comp that gets to the finals, they don't have much to cheer for or look forward to. They're kind of cast aside. You and make a, a a wild card team in the finals that's just no, made up no. from all the players. Coached by Mal Meninga. <laughs> yeah, you suck. Okay, up, imagine that you get Tino, you get have Kalen, you get have right, 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 right. No, let's move on, Burton. people. It, it, now, for Jersey's megastore, who are on Iron Knob Street, Fiswick, just behind the cock, 
But if you I reckon Volandis would be into this idea. You know, it's if creative. you can't find the jersey that you need <laughs> at Jergy's Mega Store, then you support a really shit team because I tell you what, they got virtually every jersey you can think of. Um, have so any get, Dolphins jerseys? I, they will. Have, the Dolphins Bet jersey doesn't do. even look like a jersey. Have you noticed that? It looks like a training oh. top. It well, was the go. worst. It was the most deflating announcement of a new side. I was like, here it is. And it looks like a soccer jersey from like 1984. It's There's yeah. one thing about when they announced the Raiders' initial jersey. It was like, what the hell is that? But you know what? <laughs> it was distinctive. Okay, so the Titans, they are running with AJ Brimson at fullback. Then they've got the young Jojo Fafita. The boy can run. Yeah. He's yeah. quick on one wing. On the other wing, they're going with Patrick Herbert, who I really thought was a, a centre. I know, go. and Greg Mahews is, is... He's off on the extended bench. We'll get to that. We got, but we got Philip Sam, Sami in the centres with Brian Kelly. Now, Brian Kelly's the only one there that I'm, I'm confident is absolutely in position. The rest of them are all seems to me out of position, so maybe there's some ducks and drakes there. At, well, there uh, been, people have been swapping sides, I've noticed, on the... Marju's been, been out, too. It's the first time he's yeah. back on the extended bench. He's, so he, he's, we got, he's a beast. He is. He's um, a beast. But he can go missing, too. Uh, Tana Boyd's in at but six. Everyone at Toby everyone Se- can go missing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Toby Sexton's at seven. At eight, they've got Fodawaka, and at ten, they've got Big Tino. I asked I asked uh, Joey how he felt about going up against his doppelganger, and he said he was really up for the challenge with that. I was going to say... Does he think he looks like him? Everyone, he looks exactly like him. Well, I've said in the past, and people have said I'm crazy, but... No, nah, you Tino, are crazy. T- Tino and Joey look the same. In the middle, they've got Aaron Booth is at hooker. No, that's, why, that's why Tino had to grow the mullet. Yeah, Because people just kept on mistaking him for Joe Tarpany. Then you've got David Fafita in 11. You've got Bo Furmore in 12, who scored a handy try against us last time. And Aaron Clark is in at 13. On the bench, they've got Jaden Campbell. Yeah. Preston's kid. Watch him. He's... Down there. he's, he's could yeah. come on and, and wreak havoc. We've got Herman S.A.S.A. on the bench, who's been playing not too bad for their results. Isaac Liu, we know about him. He's pretty good. And then Jamin Jolliffe. So that's mm-hmm. actually... It's a pretty decent team. I, like, I, in the forwards, it's good. And, you know... It's, seen worse size than that. It's probably the, the issue is that, like, they've put too much into, like, you know, Fafita and Tino and not enough into their spine. Like, the spine is what lets them down. Yeah. But they've got some good players there. Yeah, well, but they, they made that choice last year, obviously, and it's backfired on Holbrook and... You know, people are now either blaming him or not blaming him. But there's also an imbalance in that side where there's mm. certain players that take on too much responsibility and other players that are not. I think mm. Theater didn't take a run uh, in yeah. that first 20 minutes on the weekend where um, Tino, I think Tino played almost the whole game, runs for 40 times. He's just gassed by yep. the end, you know. It's like Paul Gallen yeah. before. And I, if we can contain him at the start, then it's that kind of... yeah. It's where their strength becomes their weakness because they're just relying on him too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Waker too. He's he's pretty good impact off the bench. So now that he's starting as well, if we can just hold him at the start, they might just lose interest. I think, and we could yeah, probably run over. Isaac Liu is pretty damn good. So yeah, there's some real quality. They look in better. There. You know, I've watched some of their game, and especially in the second half where they sort of came back against the Bulldogs, they actually look better with Clark um, not yeah. playing hooker, yeah. playing through the middle, and he's well, been named at lock, and that's why. Uh, Tino's moved to prop, but I mean he'll play exactly the same role. But he's but, nominally prop. But um, the journeyman hooker that they've signed, this Aaron guy Booth. Aaron Booth, he actually looks a lot better too because it's mm. been the thing that they've kind of where they've kind of struggled is is not having a hooker, recognised hooker, and he actually looks like a proper hooker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we've got Javier Savage at fullback. Um, we got uh, Nick Chotrich on one wing. We have got Albert Hopawade reprising on the other wing. In the centres, we stay with Timoko and Chris. 
And notably, we're going to have... Oh, then we go into the halves is Jack and Jamal. Again, then the front row is uh, Papa Lee, Tarpanay with Zach Wolford in between. Um, we've got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the back row with Adam Elliott at 13. Then we've got Starling on the bench with Ryan Sutton, Emre Gula and Corey Hatterwood and Nida on there. I, I will be interested to see how, because it's going to be Hudson Young and Seb Chris um, up against David Fafita. And, um, so but, Fafita's gone to the left. Has he changed yeah, sides? Yeah, so he actually, as of last week, yeah. I think he swapped sides. Yeah. All right. yeah, so he and that's up against Whitehead and, and Timoko. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mike, look, the sort of runs he does... And Fogarty. The sort of runs he does, though, are straight up and in-your-face runs. They're not your changing angle, whatever. So that's the sort of thing where Whitehead, he can tackle those. Yeah, he's not running off the hip and kind of being put on a line. He's sort of getting yeah. the ball early and trying to sit and prop. And as long as Whitehead and Tomoko can get up in their face, yeah. it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because you've got, um, obviously, in their side, Firma's someone that they go to a lot on that left-hand side. Yeah. Um, He's pretty good. And, yeah, I think he's good too. And it's going to be interesting to see. Now. Like, you're right. If Hoppawati has a big game this weekend, what's going to happen? You know, like, mm. I, I saw your your questions after the game last weekend, Pork, where you asked um, Ricky about Hopper, and and he didn't even pause for one second. No. He's like, no, nah, he's playing. No, he's you know, and, and, if, and if he plays like that again, um, it's great to see another young kid get a chance who's, you know, I, I have some friends who are big Manly fans and he had raps on him since he was 14. He was the yeah. Hoppawati that they all thought was going to be the one. So, Well, he's up for it. I mean, yeah, man, we got him because they had to cull. At Manly, they had to cull because they paid too much. They paid overs for the big ones and he was one of the ones that went yeah, because he was on the Yeah, but also his, money. Da- his dad was really pissed off that they weren't playing him. Yeah. You know. and it's been, and we've we haven't, we haven't heard much. Now. We haven't heard much from John. No, since uh, since Albert's come down, which I'm surprised because Albert's it's taken Albert a while to really get a crack yeah. at first grade, and I, I I would have thought that we would have heard from from John prior, but maybe John does his talking direct to Ricky because they're obviously you know former teammates from the Blues back in the day, and maybe I don't know, I I, I would be surprised at that, um, but you know we, we've got a good record up there on the Goldie, uh, we won our last up there and. Three of our last away, because one of them was at Cogra during the shutdown. But it is a danger game. They've got a lot of strike, and they've got nothing to lose. Now, at Every the back game is the... a danger game for us. I know. But at the back end of the game, if we're in front, they probably won't respond. No. Right? But the issue is, at the back end of the game, if they're close enough, they could steal it. And that, that's that's one of the problems. If they're up, like, 22-0 at halftime or whatever. Well, that's what they were in. It was 22 Yeah, it was 22 they, nil They've up, been like got... that. Yeah, they've been like that in many games at the beginning of the year. It hasn't quite played out the way in the second half of the year. Really early on in the year, the Titans were a a one-half club, kind of like us. They They, they were now first half or second half. It wasn't really sure. But I think we'll get so much confidence out of this game on the weekend against the Warriors. We haven't played a game where it's been one lucky play here or there. Like, you look back on this game, and yeah, Jack had a couple of really good kicks, but ultimately, we just stuck to our structure. We stuck to our game plan, and we, we just rolled over them in a way that I think good teams do. You know, you get in the grind, you see if they're willing to be able to stick it out with you in the tough stuff. And they couldn't, the Warriors. And I just don't think um, when a couple of the forwards go off like Mo and Tino, I, mm. I don't know whether the Gold Coast will be up for this um, hard, tough game if we can stick out. If we don't try and yep. take the shortcuts, if we yep. try and, you know, I stick to Jack and Fogarty's kicking game. Yeah. And, 
Fogarty's just getting getting better and better. Yeah. Jack's obviously, and he'll be and out I, to I'll, really prove something in this match. Yeah, but they'll also absolutely. know his Achilles heels better than anyone else too. So that that's a double-edged sword. But you're right. No shortcuts. Don't try anything fancy. Just squeeze them. Like get into yeah. the thing and squeeze them, and then take good options from there. And I, I we should be better than they are. But we've got to recognise that Dave Fido, Tino, um, Brimson, Louis. Uh, Sexton, the winger for feeder, and Jaden Campbell—they're all dangerous. Yeah, Jaden Campbell when he comes on, we've got to watch him definitely. Yeah, and because he's good, he's good. But I know someone who's—he's um, a bit wild, but he's interested in stats. So it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans! Another good win last week, apart from the scare we had in the first forty minutes. One thing's for certain: there are no such thing as a tap-in putt supporting our team. The Titans have only had three wins this year, but we're not averaging much more points than them each game. The good news is that our defence is much better than theirs. They have lost the last 14 games straight. They can give up quickly, so let's not give them a sniff in the first 20 minutes. The Titans score more than half their tries on their left-hand side, which is the most dominant left-hand side in the competition, with only 23% on their right-hand side, which hopefully might give some consideration to our coaches to maybe think about sticking an extra man on our right-hand side defence. Unfortunately, we concede 46% of our tries on our right-hand side defence. The Titans concede 57% of their tries on their right-hand side, so everyone on the left needs to line up to score. This is the worst right-hand side defence as far as percentage goes, uh, in the comp. Interestingly, the Titans have the best middle defence as far as tries go, with only 9% of tries conceded up the middle. So generally speaking, maybe let's put away the crash play for a week or, or use it sparingly. So the players to watch. Fafita loves a line break, so don't let him get ahead of steam up. Uh, there's one bloke named on the extended bench that we don't want to play, and that's Greg Marzu. He scored seven tries this year in 12 games. He averages 157 run metres, seven tackle breaks, and not far off one line break per game. So kick the ball away from him if he does play and get two in the tackle when he's running towards us. Philip Sammy also loves a try, so keep a close eye on him. The final player is Bo Furmore. He's another Titans player who is sneaky good. He's dangerous in attack. He averages over 100 metres a game and is generally excellent in defence, so keep a close eye on him. So if our right-hand side defence can hold them, if we win the forward battle or at least break even and keep attacking on our left side, we should come away with the two points. Enjoy your rugby league this week and go, you green machine. Well, he's come off the long run again. Yeah. No, he seems, he seems, he seems better. Well, maybe he's on his, his proper meds this time. Maybe he's got the balance right. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's from one week to another anyway. But um, he scares me personally. So, you know. Yeah. I, I'm worried about it. You wanted to get you wanted to get rid of his, his segment, but then he gave you a call and then, yeah. No, he, he didn't, he he didn't he hear me told call. He knew where you lived. He's like, I know where you live for. Just a, just a few things ended up on my doorstep or missing from my house and, you know. I don't know. I hope the cat's well, but haven't seen it for a while. So, Eduardo. Yeah. Eduardo's gone. I don't know where he is. Um, anyway, you know, I'm sure that's nothing to do with Arnie J. You know, no, no. And, and, um, yeah. 
yeah, it's probably nothing to do with him, but um, it's time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Do you like to? Do you like it when I mix it up like that? Yeah, it's a remix. Yeah, I, I like that too, actually. Okay, there we go. Okay, so we have the shoe man, Matt Frawley, on 18th at an 18th man. Uh, we've got uh, Semi Valame. Who's got a semi, Matthew? Um, it's always it's permanent. It's permanent. Um, he's on the extended bench with Holler. Mariota. Did Mariota get on the field last week? No, he no. was wasn't he wasn't in the Oh, he's the eighteenth. Yeah. I was thinking I couldn't see remember yeah, on no, the... he was he was had the he had the bib. Um and then we've got C and K, who played a full match in the Reggies last week. So if there's gonna be a smoke screen in here, if there's gonna be a smoke screen in here at C and K. Um yeah, so he'll he'll be there. They've got Sam McIntyre as their eighteenth man. Then they've got a guy called Paul Turner, uh, Alafiana Khan Pereira, uh, Greg Marzu coming back, and Corey Thompson. Um, on the basis that I have not heard of two of the people on their bench at all, like ever, I'm going to give that one to the uh, Canberra Raiders. Any disagreement? <laughs> Never. No, okay. So that, that would seem to be right. Speaking of um, extended bench and reserve grade, I just checked um, New South Wales Cup is on this Saturday at Kipax again. Mm. So I unfortunately won't be able to make it, but um, I guess it's the same time, isn't it? When, when's that game on against the Titans? Saturday 3 p.m. Yeah, it's the same. So it clashes. So probably a lot of people will be staying home and watching the, the first grade game uh, at the same time. But yeah, if you get a chance, Kipax, 3 o'clock, have a steak sandwich, tell them the pork sent you. Well, you can actually go to the club, the Raiders club there, be watching the game on the screen and keeping your eye on the reserve grade out uh, through the thing. The best of both worlds. You can, you can be both. up on that balcony. And let me recommend to you the schnitzels at the West Belconnen uh, Raiders club. Uh, they're quite outstanding. Uh, big hoy out to the people out there. Fantastic club. They'll look after you. Tell them Tim sent you and they'll say who? <laughs> <laughs> tell them the pork sent you. Yeah, tell them the pork sent you. They'll say what? Um, but yeah, no, no, get out there and do it. Uh, look, I'll tell you who's an idiot. Lord Funkington. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here. Another win for the Green Machine in that wonderful, wonderful green jersey. And it's Gold Coast Titans week. Now, we've beaten the Gold Coast Titans four out of the last five, but that one that they beat us was that absolute stinger, 44-6 to uh, last year, which really stuffed our season around. We really need this win. The Titans have been a little bit of a bogey for us over the years, um, but hopefully they have vaporised their chances for beating us this week. Ah, you get it? You get it? Vaporised? Because that idiot Kevin Proctor? Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, the Raiders have put 56 on the Titans once before in 2014. Did you know that? Because it's happening again this weekend. It is our year where we've got the wins piling up, the favourable draw ahead, Manly are at a buckle, everyone else is at a buckle. We have got what's coming. I'll back us in. I'll back us in. Big time win this week. Maybe we'll score 56, maybe we'll win by 56, but I just see the number 56 somewhere in the future. Anyway, good luck, everybody. Have a great week. He's got some good points about well, the Yeah, Raiders by 56, so we've scored 56 against the Titans. Yeah. We've beaten the Cowboys by 56. Mm-hmm. We've beaten the Broncos by, by 56. 56 true. We love beating up on these Queensland teams. Next year, I'm predicting it. Redcliffe coming to the comp. 56. Raiders by 56. That would be good. Even if they have to engineer it and stop scoring points, you know, like with 20 minutes to go. I remember when uh, the very first game that... Um, what was the Gold Coast called when they first came in? Not the Giants. Uh, Seagulls. Seagulls. No, Seagulls was later when the Seagulls called Giants. The Titans. No, it was the Giants. Oh, the Giants. Was the Giants. Oh, the Giants. 
Seagulls were second, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've been a few different things, haven't they? But no, Seagulls was when, because they moved around and they got taken over no, by... The Tweed Heads. The Tweed, which was the Seagulls. That's when they became... I think they were the, the Giants when they first started. I went to a game at that Tweed Head Stadium. It was great. It was down on the canal there. The one now is awful, obviously. When but no, they were the, the Giants. Yeah, when they were the Giants, you know how the, the Panthers have the growl and which yeah, they yeah. play in the different things and... When the when the when the Giants were on the attack, that they said this sound effect coming from the um, grandstand would be fee five four five. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I didn't. Yeah. But anyway, now when they first came down to 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 um to Seaford Oval, I think we absolutely destroyed them. I think it was by about fifty six. I remember Jason was Wally Crocus. then, or was, was... Uh, Wally was uh, year two? No, no, no. He was year three. He didn't get there till nineteen ninety. Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. Was Dal Shearer? Oh, Rowdy, Rowdy Shearer was there. Yeah, he was yeah, there early. He was one of the early yeah. ones. And and Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. Yeah. It was very good. Look, um, who's got a lift? Steve Jackson. Ooh. That was inappropriate. <laughs> that was inappropriate. <laughs> well, look, 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 I'm going for Jamal Fogarty again because he keeps, no, he, give him a break. He man. keeps lifting, and every time he lifts, we look better and better. Lift again, Jamal. You got it in you. I want to see you lift again. Blake and I are gonna have the same one. I think. And I'm going for Elliot Whitehead Which, has to lift. Nick Cottridge? Yeah, Cottridge. And yeah. it's Cottridge and Elliot Whitehead. But I like the thing about Elliot. So Nick Cottridge has the physique. He has the body. He has all the tools, but he lacks the heart. So he can lift. Elliot Whitehead, unfortunately, I don't think in any way the the mind is unwilling. You know, he's it's oh, just he's the body. Willing. The body. If we could put Elliot Whitehead's mind into Nick Cottridge's body... We'd get, you know, Elliot would see up that contract. Elliot Cottridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, um, but Nick Cottridge, Nick Cottridge yeah. man, what are you doing? What are you doing to us? Come on. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's Cottridge's heart. I just think it's just his running style. He, he tends to crab across the field a lot and get picked off a lot. He did. I don't know. He crabbed. It's... He was running a field. Like when, when there was a point where he actually did try and take a run in the game on the weekend, I was reminded of you talking about Nick Cottridge to the crab. He's just off balance a little bit, you know what I mean? Like his his upper body is so big, too top sings. heavy. Yeah, yeah that's too top heavy. For a big unit like that, play. I don't mind it when he plows straight in, bounces off, and then runs around them again because by that stage they're off their gate, and you might get a hole in the in the area, you know, it, around for him to go to. But when he crabs and then goes sideways, he usually gets pounded. And I, I but also, like too, like if you look at that that kick against the just Warriors, exactly game awareness. Just put lack your foot of game in. awareness. He could have. He had two options there. He could have had his foot over the line and caught it on the full, and it would have gone to the twenty. But he caught it and then stepped back. And also, too, if you do catch it and you haven't managed to get your foot in the line, drop. Just find the turf. Fucking drop. Find yeah, the turf. That's what smart players do. You don't get buddy run into them from four meters and let them push you back. Mm. You just throw yourself on the ground. Mm. I and think he did neither. I which think... which suggests that he's not he lacks game awareness and he's not a smart player. Mm. The um but the the whitehead one's tough, right? You know, we're now staring down the barrel of two of the players that have contributed the most to the club in the last decade, which is him and Croker. Yeah. Mm. Um. You know, we're, we're now seeing the uh, the games moving in a direction that it's it's hard for them to keep up. And I, I'm a huge fan of Hadawita Nida, and I want him to start. It's just. I think mm. Whitehead's probably been, you know, at the beginning of the year he was playing thirteen. You know, he's going to be a link man, and now he's not playing that position, and and now he's. Well, come we back don't from... replay that. We don't replay that role anymore either. No, mm. so like the passing thirteen is not really there. You know, maybe, maybe he'll start again, and maybe um, Hadawitanato will come on after thirty minutes, and and then give him a spell, and and you know maybe um, Whitehead can come back on later in the game. You know, we we don't need to. I, I don't know what we finished. How many? I'd be interested to find out how many. Um, Interchanges we use on the weekend, actually. Because yeah, if you think you know. Starling came on and didn't go back off, 
Um, Whitehead went off and didn't come back on. So there's only two. Um, well, there's good news uh, is that on the weekend, it's only going to be 19 degrees at game time on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's a day game too, which It's we a want. day game. Yeah, well, that suits us. But usually when we go there, it's a hell of a lot hotter than that. But then all of a sudden on Saturday, you get this unseasonal, you know, 19 degrees with, you know, and that's that's perfect. Is that cold for up there? Yes, absolutely. I'm going the Gold Coast on Monday. Oh, not yeah, for the game. I should have tried to work it out so I could have gone up a you really couple should have. of days. You're just earlier. not very bright. Are no, there looks like there won't be a Blake in the Pork next week either because I'll be at the Gold Coast. So I'm no, going away. I, I think it's going to be Raiders review with Shark and um, and Arnie J, isn't it? Just recorded on an iPhone. I don't care. <laughs> Better than the crap you put up. I don't know. Well, I, it might be. I don't listen to it, so it could be anything. But there are in fact reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. And we're still in the hunt. This is amazing because there's been many times this season where we thought we were all out of the hunt, but we are. And we can realistically make seventh spot. Like, there are higher there are higher possibilities, but realistically, just doing what we can do, even allowing for, like, losing the Panthers match, we can actually make seventh spot. And that's not with, you know, anything, you know, falling down in front of us or anything. That's just there. And that's not too bad. CHN come back. That's a reason to be cheerful. And Albert Hopawade, reason to be cheerful. What else we got, boys? Uh, mine's our spine starting to click and our right edge attack got a bit more depth. One of the things with Fogarty coming into the side, we started to look a bit clunky. Fogarty was looking to try and find his link man and then just running himself. And um, we also noted that, you know, Whitehead wasn't really offering too much in that short face ball. So I'm just really excited with the way that Savage and Fogarty are starting to play together, you know. Mm. Um, Fogarty's in those right positions in attack. Um, and now defensively, um, he probably had his best game so far. Uh, mm. I know he wasn't. There weren't too many questions asked about him, but his positional play was really good and he didn't mm -hmm. look as exhausted. So I'm, I'm super excited to see what they can do on a dry track on the Gold Coast this weekend. And mm. and if you go through the ladder predictor and you give us a win, 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 we can actually come fifth. So there you go. Another reason to be cheerful. Is, is, are you tipping a win against the Panthers or without? Uh, I... No, that's fifth is with obviously. I just being that's when you do one way and you just try and give us all the wins. If we lose against the Panthers and we win every other game, we, we're pretty. We can finish seventh pretty well. Um, yeah, and 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 then it's a bit of a free for all. You know, right now I guess who knows what's going on with the bottom half of the top eight. You've got Manly in a bit of a panic this weekend. Um, Parramatta looked like they could be in a free for all. Luai being out this this weekend against para on friday night's not good for us if if penrith beat Parramatta and we win Parramatta could easily go out the back of, and not make not make the finals so bizarre isn't it it's huge you know Parramatta, melbourne um manly and st george are the four teams that could drop mm. out so it's who knows but um another reason to be cheerful i guess is um, at the end of the day i don't see melbourne dropping out of the eight i, no, I don't. don't so what's the other reason to be cheerful matthew um, you know, we've got uh, a nice run home with some with an easy draw, so get out to the, yeah. you know, and the weather's getting better, so try and get out and support the boys, as they say. Banner day coming. Narrator, up against... there is no such thing as an easy draw for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Banner day coming up against the Dragons. Um, Place your pork. We we need someone to help me make uh, Raiders by fifty six banner. Right. Yeah. Is that someone to make it for you, or someone to help well... you make it? <laughs> To make it for me. If someone wants to make uh, make me a Raiders by 56 banner, um, I'd really appreciate that. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> you know you know Blake will have your back at all times. I yeah. will. 
I will. Yeah, and if you make the do. banner, if you make the banner, I'll definitely take it. Okay, fair I'll enough. And, and talk about that. You might be the listener of the week. And who is the listener of the week this week? Listener of the week. I'm going back to one of the OGs, Luke Whippy. Um, he's been listening since pretty much day one. And look, he may have been listener of the week a long, long time ago before the spreadsheet started, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'd rather. I, there's a couple of people I've heard I'm not giving it to because I thought that they already were. Mm. But then I thought that's, you know, I'd rather give it to someone twice than not at all so mm-hmm. Luke Whippy you may have already been listening the week before but I don't think that you have but uh, thanks mate yeah thanks mate that's very good thanks, uh, now there's no winner for this week in the Razor Review with Blake and the Port competition um, because there were no entries because there was no <laughs> entries whatsoever you'll suck um, if you had been wearing your Ask Clan beanie when you were sort of hobbling <laughs> on Mr. the field, Bean style you would, have, you would have won it for sure. I can't win my competition. It's not going to happen there. So if people actually want to win the prize, get busy, because otherwise I'm just not going to hand it out. Right now, the, the, the clubhouse leader is um, JB from the Greenhouse Pod. And I got no, some... it's Phoebe. It's Phoebe. Uh, you think? Yeah, multiple I, entries. We're not multiple. giving shit to JB. Yeah, so no, 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 I was going to say, there's absolutely no way in the world. Oh, we'll give him shit. Oh, we'll give him a piece of crap, but we're not doing anything else. Um, but he's not getting a prize. There's some good... Now, coming up for the Raiders... He can have some pork jalapenos. He's already he's already got his eye on the... Pe- or did oh, no, actually, no, I am taking him. No, I am taking... Oh, I can't remember the one honey. It's so long. Have you brought the honey in? <laughs> not, At not some today. stage, you will bring the honey you know, in. It's, it's like crystallising. Fuck. Just get the honey in here so I can put it out there and get it out. Phoebe is owed a prize, at very least. What about um, jalapenos in honey? Is that a thing? Have you tried it? You'd probably do it. Yeah. If you want, you're, you're a Croatian. You do stuff like that. You drink grappa and other stuff like that, right? Slipovitz? Yeah, Slipovitz. Slipovitz. Oh, my goodness right, gracious. Yeah. So coming up, we got uh, Saturday 6th of August. That's next weekend. The Panthers at home, 5.30 p.m. Then we've got Sunday 14th of August at home. Dragons, 2 p.m. We owe them. Oh, we owe them. Um, yeah, that's got to be a win. That's got to be a win. Yeah, and then on Sunday 4 p.m., 21 August, the Knights away. Um. So yeah, we're, I, I mean, the draw is stupid that we're playing the knights. Like you don't play knights till like the end of the season. Then you play them again four weeks after you just played them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mean, haven't played Balmain yet. No, well round. We played them right. We're last. not playing them this year, mate. We're West's Tigers. Oh yeah, there you go. No, we got a Leichhardt. Yeah. Still no, but he said we're not playing Balmain because the Balmain don't exist anymore. Right. But you know, look out in a couple of years' time when when the big four are all back together. Oh. Tedesco's coming back. Ah, uh, according to Benji, what a disaster <laughs> that's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to try. I mean, if he doesn't ask, you know, if he doesn't ask. If you don't ask, you don't know. I think Teddy's still got a year or two left in him. He does. He does. But he's not. He's not spending them at the Tigers. But I reckon. I reckon he's got a good chance of bringing Aaron Woods back to the club. And, and there you what, go. What, 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 a, what a signing that was. To be. play the part of what a. You know. <laughs> Do you remember that? Speaking of banners, do you remember that banner when they were all leaving? It was like um, Tedesco is a cock, Woods is a dog, and something else. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that, one of the better banners. That seems like good. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are Heather. Heather. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Oh!